So when my mother, when my foster mother brought me into the room and there's this stately looking woman, my mother's beautiful. There's this looking woman and she says, this is your mother. It was like, oh, okay. Welcome to another episode of Hey, I'm Listening. I'm your host, Dr. Joan. And this week, we are talking to a fabulous woman. Her name is Annabelle, also known as B. Bauman. And we're talking about communication, using humor and other creatives to heal ourselves, to heal other people, and even the environments that we are a part of. So welcome to the show, Annabelle. Well, thank you for having me, Dr. Joan. I I love it. Uh, I love what you do as far as trying to make the world a better place. And um, so I'm happy to be here. And each of my guests have part of the answer. And that's the beauty of, you know, speaking with individuals every week is that they're really coming to the table and having a dialogue with me uh, that I then get to go, how does that fit into the national healing journey, you know, that we want our African diaspora to go on? And how do I even begin that journey of speaking with our nation about that? So welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have you. Uh, Let me tell you a little bit about this beauty that's in front of me. Uh, Annabelle, or B. Bauman, is a certified intercultural trainer, moderator, and speaker. She has worked as a blended learning business English trainer in Germany since 2005. She published her first humorous self-help book, Girl, You Ain't Crazy, in 2020 and has published a dozen literary short stories and essays. She has a BA in English and is a CELTA teaching certificate and and a CELTA uh, teaching certificate. And as a courageous stand-up comedian and humorous, she explores German society, African-American culture, and belonging. Those are interesting you know, pieces that you have woven together. So tell us about how you began all of this work. What even brought you into Germany and, you know, all of the intersecting parts that are, you know, there? How did it all begin? Wow. It was such a journey, Dr. Joan. And I'm going to try to piece it together. You know, it's one of those um, sort of dolls that have that are nested into one another. Yes, and it it started, of course, for me uh, being um, a foster child. So mm-hmm. I was a foster child in a wonderful foster home for twelve years. Yes, and when my mother came and and took me to Indiana to the inner city of Indiana, where I had seven other siblings. Yes. I was just overwhelmed and it was a mixed blessing because it was like being awakened from a dream. Right. You know, you, you hate to wake up from a dream, yes. but then yes. when you see that there are other, like you said, dialogues, there are other, um, you know, avenues where we can connect on. Yes. And so I got that from from my foster mother who was in the church and Mm. Baptist raised until I was 12. And then my mother who was becoming a psychologist when I met her and she was cool (laughs) and I was 12. And it was 
just, yeah. So how, let me ask the question, even in the beginning then, so were you always a foster child or was there a period of separation from your mother and your family that then led to this 12 year period of separation from her? What happened that brought you even into the foster care system? It sounds like a made for TV movie because my mother had a nervous breakdown when I was born. Wow. So I never saw my mother until I was 12. And she came and she arrived like the knock on the door and the big reveal. And there she was. And she came bearing books. You know, they say, beware of Greeks bearing gifts. Yeah. But but my mother was, is she still is. She's very intellectual and and she brought that to me. That was her gift to me, the gift of right. books, the gift of reading. Yes. Because, you know, I have been raised this in this foster care system with this one one uh family. So I, I was in and, one and family. And I mean that's quite uncommon as well, but you had this one family. So that's mom and dad. That's mom exactly. And dad. I didn't know anything else. And because I was raised as a as a Christian child, you know, we were to be seen and not heard. Yes. What they told you was what you had to do. Yes. You know, and there was no sort of rebelling. Like I didn't have any idea towards that. Yes. So when my mother, when my foster mother brought me into the room, and there's this stately looking woman. My mother's beautiful. Yes looking woman and she says this is your mother it was like oh okay and then you know um we went in a room and had a dialogue about the books because she bought me a uh a collection of sort of of all things the Grimm brothers so here I'm in Germany with Grimm brothers so but anyway yeah so it really for me was um it was a new, it was an awakening to a part of society that was poor, a part of society that was not thriving. There was drug culture there. And uh, honestly, I was like the babe in the woods in this of situation. Of course. So you go in, you leave mom and go to live with now adopted mom. Although on, on in paper, yeah, it's the like reverse, that. right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so now you go to this person that you don't know and what unfolds as you enter into that kind of environment with an individual that you don't know at all. It was amazing because my mother, my, my, my birth mother, yes. her thing about me was she thought I was sneaky huh. and it was her, her over and over, you are so sneaky but I had been raised to be a good child. Yeah. So I didn't really know how to share my voice. Yeah. I didn't know how to, right. you know, um, argue back or yes. say my mind. And so yeah. to her, I was like this sneaky, right. underhanded person. Right. And, it, and, and, and that's the begin, beginning of this um, misunderstanding and cultural um, misunderstanding yes. because I just had not been raised in that right. situation. Right. So she felt like if you weren't like out front with the truth, you were actually lying. Whereas for you, it was the polite thing to do. Exactly. I was being a good child, you yes. know. Um, and 
even to the point where I called my foster mother and I said, this is not work. Like, I want to come home. I was trying to say, my mother was listening on the phone. Mm -hmm. And my mother Mm -hmm. tells me after this call, she tells me, don't ever call her again. Wow. Wow. Do you think I didn't? I didn't. Wow. Because that's what she told me. So you cut it clean at that point from really the only foundational person that's been a part of your life. Yeah. Wow. So that must have been devastating for that 12 year old. It was, it was, it was sort of Alice down the rabbit hole. Like how far does this hole go? And luckily I do have a curious mind. So I was like, how far does this hole go? Yeah. You know, and I had five, older brothers I had two sisters who were out of the house with children of their own yeah and so it was a whole world so the interculturalist in me was there that was like sort of a social scientist like how do these people function how does this work right (laughs) right and so with that kind of mind and that kind of curiosity did you figure it out and were you able to navigate this new culture in a way that worked for you I was. I wasn't. I can't say I was culturally savvy. I wasn't. I didn't fit in. I never fit in. And that was a a splinter in my mind that would grow because I couldn't fit in. And there was always the thing of you're not like us. And, and, And the refrain I would get from the kids was the name of the book. Girl, you crazy. Mm. Girl, you crazy. Mm. You know, and to the point where I was like, stop saying that. You know, it was really right. But the way I talked, you know, I had this formal English thing going, so I sounded white. Yes. It was so it was it was hard in school. And the only thing that saved me, I think, is the fact that I, I do have a temper. I don't have a temper. Uh, you know, I'm one of those people where I go along, I yes, go yes. along, you know, and so the kids are <laughs> yeah, attacking and on and on. And then once I get to that breaking point, it's like, okay, now it's on. Now I'm zero to bitch. Right. You know? so, <laughs> that kept them off me. The fact that they didn't know, like when I was going to go in beast mode, you know, cause it was like, no, but, and so I had it in me, but I didn't know, I didn't know all that I had in me.